Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to podcast number 18. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in a pretty good mood today. I'm just happy I don't have a brother. It just seems more trouble than it's worth. I've been reading about the plotting and scheming in the Labour Party. Uh, there are claims that David Miliband is trying to get his brother Ed to fail so that he can become leader. He's just waiting to step in and, and start doing what his brother was chosen to do. Or as it's called these days, doing a Ryan Giggs. Yeah, this Ryan Giggs thing, it's like a, it's like a modern day Cain and Abel. Apart from Ryan wouldn't say, am I my brother's keeper? Because he's not a keeper, he's a midfielder. Oh no, a Bible joke at the start of a podcast. That's got most people turned off. Anyway, in this edition, Bruce Forsyth is a knight to remember. Wayne Rooney pulls the rug out from over us. And health and safety in the bedroom? Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast. The main news. Happy times. It's uh, It's been a time of celebration. And it's all thanks to the honours list. Yep, long time coming, but finally we got this. So happy and so so relieved in a way. It's all over, that all the speculation that's been going on for the last five years. Yay, TV legend Bruce Forsyth has finally become Sir Bruce. Although I'm sure he, he won't force people to actually call him Sir Bruce, because he's not a knobhead like that, is he, Alan Sugar? Yep, Bruce gets his much-deserved knighthood for services to not being dead yet. But no, I mean, seriously, he's a, he's a legend and he deserves it. He's now a, a knight. Although I'll tell you what, knights are very different than they were back in the days of Camelot. Merlin. Sir Lancelot, tell us of our men's progress in the war. Well, sire, we have repelled their forces at the border, but still they attack. Sir Forsyth, what say you? Didn't we do well? Marvellous, marvellous. But, Sir Forsyth, this is a situation we cannot hold indefinitely. We are running short of supplies. Our men are having to catch and eat the local pheasants. Good game, good game. There's been a long campaign to get Bruce's knighthood, and it just goes to show that if you work in Saturday night TV entertainment, you eventually get what you deserve. So now that campaign has ended, I want to start another one. For someone who's worked on Saturday telly for quite a while now, uh, I think we should get a knighthood for Ant from Ant and Deck. But not Deck. I mean, I've got nothing against Deck, I don't even know which one he is, but I just like the idea that if one gets knighted and the other one doesn't, I would love to see what it does to their relationship. Oh, we're man, Ant. I want to play on Mario. I think you're missing a sir in that sentence. Ant, I want to play on Sir Mario. Was that a new one? Also in the honours list, actor Colin Firth, the Oscar winner for the film The King's Speech, was given a CBE. He did an impression of the Queen's dad's speech impediment, and he got a CBE. I once did an impression of Gareth Gates on radio, and... Someone complained about me to Ofcom, and that bit's actually true. Whoops. But we were also celebrating because Prince Philip turned 90, and as part of the honours list, the Queen gave Philip a new title. What a cheap gift. I mean, she can trot these out whenever she wants. Try that yourself, by the way. Next time your other half has a birthday, tell them that from then on, as a surprise gift, you're going to call them by someone else's name. I mean, tell them about it first. Don't just try it out in bed. Oh, dear. But also, what a very cruel gift as a 90th birthday present. A new title. At that age, his name was the one thing he could remember. 
His new title is the Lord High Admiral, uh, the head of the Royal Navy. And don't put a racist in charge of a navy. That's not right, is it? Right now, we are one dodgy call centre conversation away from invading India. Prince Philip says he's going to kind of retire now. In an interview with the BBC, he said, I reckon I've done my bit, so I want to enjoy myself now with less responsibility, less frantic rushing about, less preparation, less trying to think of something to say. Good, because it was the thinking of things to say that kind of got him in trouble. But to get the inside scoop in this, I'm joined on the line, just as we were in episode 15. Uh, it's Prince Charles. Hello. Uh, yes. So your dad turned 90 and he's kind of retiring. Yes, this is splendid, yes. I just wish Mumsy would do the same. Still angling to get that job, yeah? Yes, yes. I've been out of work more than Cheryl Cole. But at least people can understand what I'm saying of my accent. Uh, pardon? Yes. Don't you worry about your dad. I mean, sometimes stopping work can really be a turning point in the ageing process. They can go downhill from there. No, no, no. Peter will still live a very active life. He's, uh, he's got a lot to offer. Yeah. Does he? He's mainly known for shooting things and being a bit racist. What can he do with that skill set? Be an American policeman? The somenews.co.uk podcast. I am so disappointed in Wayne Rooney getting a hair transplant. I mean, okay, I guess I should be disappointed because of all the affairs, but he's letting down the rest of the bald community. Did you see the picture that he posted on Twitter? It wasn't a great quality pic. It kind of looked like it was taken on a security camera while he was nicking someone's car stereo. And let's be honest, if it wasn't for football, he probably would have been. Yet Wayne Rooney has turned his now hairless back on his bald brethren, and he's had some new hair fitted. Some football fans don't like it, and if you've got 40 grand's worth of new hair, you're not going to go in for that header. And that was the good thing about Rooney in the old days. Some people don't go for headers because they don't want to mess their face up. Wayne Rooney was like, Ah, I got nothing to lose. And then there are the bald people amongst us who find it offensive. Having a hair transplant and posting pictures on the web, it's, it's a bit like showing off your lack of under-moob sweat patches to someone who's got moobs. My God, I need a makeover. Uh, apparently, he did it because he was sick of people saying he looked like Shrek. People weren't saying you look like Shrek because of your lack of hair. It was because of your Shrek-like face. I mean, if you have hair, Wayne, yes, they will stop calling you Shrek, but they'll start calling you Princess Fiona, and I, I think that's worse. And it's an odd move as well, all that money to get rid of his bald head the one thing those grannies really found attractive. But was it the right move? To find out, I'm joined on the line by our fashion expert. Hello. Hey, Steve. Is a hair transplant a good move? Oh, God, no. Bald is in, baby. But are you just saying that because you're bald? No, I'm not even really bald. I spend hours every morning with tweezers thinning this out just to get that Jason Statham look. Wow. How comes it's the latest thing? It's all thanks to Prince William's wedding. High camera angles, no headwear in church, and two billion people watching. It's made bald men the new black. What, so Oxford University won't let many of us in? The colour, Steve. Ah, uh, I see. What are you basing this on? What, what proof is there that baldness is now trendy? Uh, I'm basing this on the TV show The Only Way is Essex. Really? Oh, yeah. All the glamorous women on that show, they walk around with two bald men stood in front of them. Oh, I see what's happened. The somenews.co.uk podcast. Lying in bed is more dangerous than climbing a ladder, according to recent statistics. Well, with all those sexually transmitted diseases around, I get, oh, that's not what they mean. Uh, this is uh, figures by the NHS Information Centre have revealed more than 20,000 people in England were admitted to accident and emergency between uh, March 2010 and February this year because they fell out of their bed. 
whilst only 6,400 people managed to fall off a ladder. I mean, if, if you hurt yourself falling out of bed, have a lower bed, you idiot. Actually, I don't want to solve this problem. I don't want to live in a world where we stop people falling out of bed. If you're the kind of person who can't lie down without hurting yourself, maybe you shouldn't be around to add to our gene pool. Thank you very much. 20,000 people hurt in bed, 6,400 people hurt on ladders. So if you're in that top bunk bed, you're screwed. We've all had embarrassing injuries, though. I once fell off a mini motorbike and put my own elbow through my ribs. Embarrassing. But what's your embarrassing injury? I asked the question on Twitter, and these are some of the answers. Sarah Lockley blew up a rabbit feed bag aged approximately eight and somehow cracked the knuckle of my right first finger. In a splint for four weeks, that was 29 years ago. Ouch. Huge food lover said, cockled over on step about an inch high, off work with sprained ankle for weeks. I think this podcast has just become evidence in a benefits case. Spangle 011, broke ankle, jumping into the sea. Silly and hurty. Was the, was the sea too hard for you? Trace underscore cook, I flattened my nose walking down a slide, showing off to my friends, blood everywhere. Seboics? I was trying to give my mastiff his tablet, fell over him in the fight, and broke my wrist. Yeah, he won that one, didn't he? Uh, Angie's 34, I fell against my bedpost and tore my spleen. Wasn't pretty. How'd you even know you did done that? What do you just fall and then go, oh, there's my spleen gone? Jane says, I cut my finger on the toilet. Oh, yes. Stitches and tetanus jab the lot. Took some explaining. Benito Hepton said I once gashed my leg open on a washing machine door. I still have the scar. And Strawberry James, I cut the end off my thumb in a motorbike chain. Was very funny and painful. But that's, that's really tricky, isn't it? Because if you've broken your bike and you've lost the end of your thumb, you can't even hitchhike home. And we have a caller on the podcast. I knew it would happen one day. Uh, Andy, what happened to you? Well, I was driving, uh, driving my van... Uh, about three months ago, with the window open, yeah. a pigeon flew straight in the window, hit me on the head, cut my forehead, bounced over my shoulder and landed in the back of the van. Uh, and as it hit me, there was feathers just kind of exploded like a pillow. <laughs> and it broke the pigeon's neck. It, it killed the pigeon. Wow. Oh, dear. Uh, it cut my, I had a, like, a little red, obviously, blood mark on my head from, from when it, it beat at me. But sadly, the, the pigeon died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It landed, and it landed on a pillow, which is even worse. Oh, it's a shame. It would have been a, if it weren't for your your massive head. It would have been a soft landing for it. Uh, yeah, that's very nice. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. The podcast. Check out somenews.co.uk for more stuff. Any emails to podcast at somenews.co.uk. The username on Skype, if you want to be like Andy, is somenews.co.uk. And follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. And subscribe via iTunes. This is getting like the biggest section of the whole podcast. Till next time, bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk. 